Hello one and all, and welcome to another hopefully fun-filled edition of the Royal Ramble. I'm your host, Blaine the Brain, and as you heard by the music there, it is game day, where tonight, either the San Francisco 49ers or Kansas City Chiefs will fulfill their championship dreams. Can you imagine that? Someone actually finishing their story. And meanwhile in WWE, a championship story is apparently being rewritten. Or is it? I mean, I guess it would be up to interpretation. It was either a case of WWE once again ignoring its audience and insulting their intelligence, or quite possibly the most genius move they've ever made. I didn't actually see the press conference in its entirety, but I'm sure many of you did, and I've seen enough to talk about it, which I'll get into in just a little bit. But I want to start this show by letting all of you know that I'm going to be attempting some changes very shortly, actually starting with today's episode. But I will bring back some older features, including guest interviews, co-hosts, and the personality profile segment. In fact, I still have a couple of those that I've been neglecting to post, so those should be up soon as well. There is certainly a lot to talk about this week, and what better way to do that than to introduce the first ever news brief to the show, which I'm hoping will become a regular feature. I mean, is there ever a week that isn't newsworthy? Away we go. As WWE continues to distance itself from the whole Vince McMahon scandal, or even his name, more and more skeletons continue to escape the closet as time goes by. Former WWE talent Tori Wilson recently came forward and revealed on Insight with Chris Van Fleet some of the discomfort she endured during her time in the company. She recalled being sexualized and often having to fight back tears during some of her on-screen segments, and talked about some of the pressure working in that environment. More news recently came out regarding another former WWE employee, Ashley Massaro, who died in 2019 after an apparent suicide. These reports claim that company founder Vince McMahon sexually preyed on female wrestlers and that Massaro was punished for rejecting his advances by being given intentionally bad scripts that she believed were meant to destroy her reputation. Shortly after her death, it was also revealed in a statement to her lawyers that she said she was raped on a military base while in Kuwait on a WWE tour, and that management covered it up. Given the recent accusations of sexual misconduct, I wouldn't be shocked if we get many more women coming forward in the next few weeks. Anthem Sports and Entertainment Company announced this week that Scott Demore had been removed from his position as TNA president. This news may have come as a shock to most, as Demore had a prominent role in the company for nearly 20 years. Demore had supposedly tried to push for a larger budget for several years. He was ultimately replaced as TNA president by Anthony Shishioni, who is also the president of Anthem. I've seen a lot of people online try to compare this situation to Jim Hurd in WCW. I actually worked with Anthony several years ago when I was an intern at Fight Network. I didn't know him too well, but he was always very cordial with me and professional whenever we passed each other, and I wish him nothing but the greatest success in the role. As for Demore, I am positive that he will land on his feet elsewhere. He's too good not to. Rossi Agawa, whose contract was recently terminated with stardom, is currently cooking up a new deal and apparently on the verge of starting a new promotion. He said the new company would not have the same financial backing, but that he'd still have the option to book larger venues in Japan. Former WWE diva Maurice was recently diagnosed with a rare form of pre-cancer. She revealed that she had been suffering from severe abdominal discomfort and swelling, 
which progressively got worse over time. She met with countless doctors but received no diagnosis. She finally met with Dr. Thais in Los Angeles who performed a laparoscopy surgery and then found and removed 11 implants around Maurice's uterus, ovaries, and all connective tissues around the organs and her abdominal cavity. All implants came back as serious borderline tumors, a very rare precancer of the ovaries. A very scary situation indeed, and not great news for anyone to handle, but at least they caught it when they did, and I hope Maurice has a speedy recovery. Former WCW and NFL star Steve Mongo McMichael was recently elected to the Pro Football Hall of Fame. I really hate to end on a sour note, but this news is important enough to be brought to your attention. Former wrestling star Billy Jack Haynes was recently arrested on suspicion of murder after a standoff with police who announced that Haynes is suspected of killing his wife, Jeanette Bikra. I'll try to stay on top of that story and provide more details as I have them. But those are the major headlines of the week. I do apologize for this awkward transition, but I want to try to switch focus to the more positive events of the week, and it suddenly occurs to me that WWE had a premium live event last week. Well, it was actually the NXT brand that presented the show. It was called Vengeance Day, and it was the final major stop before Stand and Deliver over WrestleMania weekend. There was a very Valentine's Day-themed intro to lead us in, and it was a little premature if you ask me. I mean, because at the time, Valentine's Day was still ways away, but I can understand why they did it. Wade Barrett replaced Booker T on commentary for the show as Booker was out with an injury. And then we just got right into it. We started with the finals of the Dusty Classic. It was best friends Carmelo Hayes and Trick Williams against Braun Breaker and Baron Corbin, now I guess known as the Wolf Dogs, a name I never expected to catch on. I kind of expected this match to be the opener as Trick had a championship match later on. You know what, I can't explain it, but this guy is insanely over, and I would say he even won me over by main event time. It kind of reminds me of when Booker T broke away from Harlem Heat and tried to make it as a single star. Braun and Baron had a pretty cool entrance where they both came out on motorcycles. There was a spot where Trick got the hot tag and was cleaning house, but then tried to nip up and seemed to have tweaked his knee, which would play an important part later on. I really love the intention to detail here. Braun actually launched his much larger partner, Corbin, right over the top rope onto both Trick and Mello at ringside, which looked very impressive. The end came where they were basically all in the ring getting offense in, and then Braun went to spear Trick, but Mello basically sacrificed himself and jumped in front of William, so Braun pinned Mello to win the match. I didn't really understand this considering how the night ended, but perhaps this might have been what finally pushed Mello to the dark side. Joe Gacy vs. Dijak was up next, and it was no holds barred. I gotta say, as much as I wasn't a fan of Gacy's previous character, I have to give them credit for making me care even less about this one. This guy is already on my shortlist for worst male wrestler of the year, and it's only February. Actually, scratch that. I should say worst male performer, because the actual match wasn't bad. I mean, there was some ridiculousness, but for a hardcore match, this was passable. As the bell rang, Dijak immediately pulled out a nightstick, but then Gacy revealed some kind of baton that he had concealed, and then they just started wailing on each other. With Dijak seated at a ringside, Gacy launched himself off the steps with a cannonball to knock Dijak from his perch. Gacy then brought out a bag of toys, and I mean literal toys. He had what looked like Hot Wheels cars and Lego pieces, and just spread them all over a table at ringside. The more punishment Gacy took in this match, the more he would just smile very awkwardly and uncomfortably. Remember when the Joker died at the end of Batman? Yeah, it was really nothing like that. 
Dijak placed a trash can over Gacy's head and just kind of kept stomping on it, but Gacy would sit up after each stomp. As Dijak ascended the turnbuckles, Gacy got a running start and shoved Dijak off, launching him backwards into the toy mountain table. Gacy at one point used duct tape and wrapped it around Dijak's face and eyes. Dijak eventually removed the tape and hit the go to hell or whatever he calls the move to pick up the win, and Gacy continued to smile. Thea Hale is with some of the other Chase U girls backstage signing copies of their school calendar as JC Jane is interviewed and says starting tomorrow, which would have been Monday, the calendars would be available on WWE Shop, and if anyone has actually purchased a copy, please DM me. I'd love to hear a review. Obafemi is shown in the back doing curls to prepare for his upcoming match. OTM versus The Family was up next. The Babyfaces pulled a sneak attack on the heels because that made sense. Scripps interfered, allowing the heels to gain the advantage, but then Tony got the hot tag and cleaned house. Jada slapped him and then Rizzo tackled her out of the ring. Tony then hit Price, I believe, with a spine buster and then package driver for the win, thus killing what little interest I already had in OTM. There was a pre-taped promo with Kiana James and Izzy Dane at a patio table with a laptop in front of them. They're basically strategizing about their takeover of the women's division and then set their sights on Kalani Jordan. Carmelo Hayes is backstage being checked on by doctors and tells Trick that he had to take the spear for Trick because Trick needs to be healthy for tonight. Trick said that when he wins the title, he needs Melo by his side. Lyra Valkyria defended the women's title against Roxanne Perez up next. This was without question the match of the night up until this point, and these two just clicked. Roxanne seemingly had the title won after Pop Rocks, but then Lola Vice came running out and decided to cash in her breakout contract to make this a triple threat. Tatum Paxley tried to stop her, but Lola just knocked her down. Roxanne eventually hit Pop Rocks on Lola, but then Tatum Paxley ran in and broke up the pin, which allowed Lyra to hit the Nightwish and pin Vice to keep her title. Obafemi defended the North American title against Dragon Lee in the co-main event. Dragon scored with a dropkick right away and tried to quicken the pace, but eventually Femi caught him with a pop-up powerbomb and put Lee away to keep the title. Back to the calendar table, Lexus King showed up and started arrogantly flirting with Thea Hale, which didn't sit too well with Riley Osborne, and he and King started brawling, and then are separated by officials. Ava Rain was interviewed up next. She said it's been a great night thus far, and then announced Roadblock on March 5th, which will be a TV special. Idris Anofe and Malik Blade are backstage with that blonde girl, the name of whom I can't remember. They reflect on their performance in the Dusty Classic, and they're interrupted by Nathan Fraser and Axiom. Fraser suggests that the two of them had a rougher semi-final match, and if they were against Anofe and Blade, it probably would have been them in the finals. This was a very heel promo and kind of weird, but apparently these two teams would face each other on the following NXT, which was this past week as we all know. Roxanne Perez is racing around backstage and finally finds and attacks Lola Vice, who she blames for not winning the title, and security has to separate them. And then it was the main event with Ilya Dragunov defending the world title against Trick Williams. This match was an absolute work of art. I love the storytelling here, and the crowd really added to the excitement for the most part. They were immediately booing Dragunov, who had a bloody nose early. Trick is also bleeding from the mouth, which actually happened in the opening match, but was re-aggravated here. Dragunov hit a Death Valley driver on the ring apron, and Trick responded with a Uranagi off the apron. Mello then gets in Dragunov's face at ringside, and Dragunov shoved him into Trick, accidentally doing more damage to Trick's knee. I guess you could say he's got a Trick knee. Back in the ring, they fight back and forth until a ref bump. 
Trick hits his move, but the ref is out. They then both get a running start and charge at each other in the middle of the ring, but Dragunov beat Trick to the punch with Torpedo Moscow to finally pick up the win. After the match, Mello helps Trick up, but then as soon as Trick turns his back, Mello clips his knee and continues to beat on him with a chair to close the show. So we finally got the much-anticipated heel turn, and if you didn't see that one coming, I don't know what to tell you. So that was Vengeance Day, but if anybody wanted vengeance, it may be wrestling fans, though they may have taken it a step too far by sending death threats to Simone Johnson via X, to the point where she had to delete her account. I mean, seriously, be better than that. But circling back to the press conference or WrestleMania kickoff as it was called this past Thursday, WWE had an important decision to make. And I think they made the most of it and gave the fans what they ultimately wanted, which was a main event of Cody Rhodes versus Roman Reigns at WrestleMania. Now, whether Cody wins that match or not is another story. But for now, everyone is happy. And not only that, they actually made the best effort possible to make sense of the whole thing and try to tie everything together. People were already reacting to The Rock as a heel, so why not lean into it? I think they did a great job of that. Ultimately, I think people would have been fine with a Rock vs. Roman main event, but just not at the expense of Cody, and not if they had to sacrifice an already existing story. Rock vs. Roman is most definitely the bigger match, but perhaps not the bigger story. And that's what matters in this one incident. So a job well done. I will be back next week to continue rambling. Until then, I leave you with an ABC. Yeah.